gets you in your feelings for sure. Yeah. So I, like, I get pissed off. So what's like what's another movie? I'm trying to think of another movie where like when I watch it, like it makes you feel like it puts like a real like um, almost a hatred in my heart towards white people. I'm trying to think of a movie. That's how I feel about some of these documentaries. Like when I saw Thirteen. Oh, that was a good one though. That was a good one. You he you have political representatives or members of the Republican Party or both parties basically saying, yeah, we were doing this and we knew what we were doing. Like, when I hear stuff like that... Because, like, it, it made me look at Clinton's presidential mm-hmm. reign differently. Mm-hmm. Then, like, because we were taught that all oh, Clinton was black. That's, right. what, that's what we were taught. Exactly. But, like, you definitely started... I looked at that whole, like, time differently now. Yeah. It's like... People talk about how was that Reagan? They talk about Reagan put mm-hmm. crack in the hood, but it's like, and then Clinton was the one that put them away in jail, basically. Mm-hmm. That was a good documentary. Though. There was a lot about that I, did, I had like no idea about. That pissed me off. And there's another documentary I haven't watched yet: the Kali Browder story. The young man that. who was wrongly convicted of doing a crime he didn't do, and they put him in Rikers, and then yeah. he ended up killing himself. Because he he was in there, he was like in holding. So he's like, yeah, he was awaiting trial. Mm-hmm. So they just kept him in there. I forgot how long. But I know Jay Z produced it, produced the documentary. I'm choosing to not watch that, at least not yet, because. I already know how the story ends, mm. and I already know how I'm gonna feel. So, I mean, but th- there's the part a lot of the insides that you didn't know. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure not, it's not like it's gonna like make you look at the present, like the uh, prison system differently. Like, oh wow, so they didn't actually do anything wrong. No, but it's like, I mean, a lot of times when he was in there, he was in there like fighting for his life. Yeah. But it's like he was supposed to be waiting trial. Why was he in Rikers? In there. Yeah. yeah. And then I is just think Netflix about Yeah. What is hey. Um I think about the current conditions of society and the prison system and policing and all of that. After a while I had to stop watching all the shooting videos. I'm trying to think what was the last video I pre- I stopped watching. I think after Philando I just I I stopped. Hmm. I stopped. I had to because they say when you feel yourself, like, I don't remember exactly how it was quoted, but, like, you have to really pay attention to how you feel when you be watching stuff like that because it's not normal to see someone die. Mm-hmm. And that's traumatizing. So it's like if you're constantly getting bombarded with that kind of stuff, you're getting desensitized to it. Right. And at the same time, if you feel yourself getting, like, really, really worked up about that kind of stuff, that's not good. And that's how I be feeling myself. Feel. Watching that kind of stuff, like I don't need to watch that and then come to work and oh hell no. Cause like <laughs> not good. As as for me, I try to watch it. I try to. I mean, I think it also comes from when I was studying like criminal justice. Like mm-hmm. when I got later on into like my years in college, mm-hmm. they had us looking at like crime scenes and trying to determine like what happened and 
like the exit wounds and all that stuff that is like really like dissecting like crime scenes so i guess in a way and like that is looking at actual crime scenes so like it would be like an actual like dead body somewhere and stuff like that and like we would like observe it so in a way during my years in college i got this sensitized from me so i watch it now i watch the shootings now see like what take what took place yeah so i, I kind of like look for something like i i know what to look for so the philando one was part philando mm, that that one actually wasn't the hardest one for me to watch the hardest one for me to watch was i can't remember his name but it was in louisiana and he was selling cds outside of a gas station uh Eric Garner, but that one in Louisiana, that was in New York. No, Eric Garner was the one that got choked out. He got yeah. choked out. Oh, yeah. Right. He I, was selling little squares. That's, that's yeah, what he was doing. Yeah. It was a guy in New Orleans. He was selling uh, his rap CD, like his mixtape outside of a gas station. And he had got permission from the gas station owners to do it because the mm -hmm. gas station owner was like, yeah, I know him. Mm -hmm. He always does that or whatever. So when the police showed up, like they, they cuffed him, threw him on his stomach somehow he rolled over on his back and they thought he had a gun they thought he was reaching for a gun but because like his hands were on his back because i cuffed him so they thought he was reaching for a gun how when shut up care okay no you can't say sh no you're supposed to say shit i'm sorry yeah supposed to say what you want to say um but it's like it's like first off before you cuffed him why didn't you pat him down for one so if you were patting him down, you would have seen he didn't have a, have weapon. a weapon. And then also his hands were on his back, not because it was just for a weapon, but because you cuffed him. Exactly. So I think he got shot like three or four times in the chest or something like that. But it's like, and then they got to quit it. I don't understand. Like, it's not making sense. That's the stuff that pisses me off. Like, I need to be in the courtroom. But then again, not because I'm going to just disrespect the judge and not care. But it's not the judge's fault. Because, like, most of these... You can uh, the whole damn court. <laughs> most of these cases go to a jury. So, so the jury is the one that's, like, kind of like, yeah, you know, guilty, not guilty, whatever. And then the judge is like, well, okay, that's it. Oh, my gosh. And then also... And, and then I remember you saying that you wanted to be a judge, but you would be way too like <laughs> wait. I don't, I don't I don't I don't need any uh, video footage. I know what happened. I'm guilty. A black man is dead. A white cop shot him. Your ass is going to jail. <laughs> Fuck the jury. Your ass is going to jail for life. Lock his ass up. Next case. Wait, oh. we, we didn't present. We don't need any of the damn footage. We know what happened. Damn it. We don't need any footage. You know how the story ended. Lock his ass up. Yeah, that would be your first and last case. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I like, talk just like that too. I, I mean, the 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 criminal justice system. There, there was something I saw. It was a video I saw on YouTube, and they were talking about. It, they had some ex-cons sit with some police officers. Mm -hmm. It was like very interesting to watch, and there was and the ex-cons were saying how broken the justice system is because like for me I, I don't agree with parole after you serve your time in prison right so like when you get on parole you're on parole the half amount of years that you served your sentence so if you had a 10-year sentence you're on parole for five years and you're not allowed to have any type of contact with police 
So like, to, for me, I'm kind of like. You're still how, serving time. Yeah, you're still in prison. You still got a curfew. You still got like, and then you're not allowed to drink alcohol, which makes no sense because drinking alcohol isn't illegal. So why can't I drink alcohol? And then if I live out, if I live out on the West Coast, how come I can't smoke weed? It's illegal out here. Right. But that that's a violation of your parole, and then you can go to jail for, for uh, about yeah yeah. The, how long are you supposed to be on parole? That's how long you go to jail for. So like that that parole makes no sense, because parole is literally set up for people to get out of prison and to go, go right back. back. I remember my um. I, I remember hearing like a story my mom told me. Mm-hmm. She was looking for a. Um, she was, she was applying for a job and she had an interview. Mm-hmm. And so she got pulled over because I guess she was just driving aimlessly around. So the cops was like, you know, where are you going? My mom was like, I'm looking for this. And so my uncle was in the back seat was like, all right, I'm about to go to jail because I guess he was on parole. But, she, and then they came back after running everybody's name. The cop was like, yeah, I could take you to jail, but I'm gonna let y'all go. And you didn't have anything to do with that. You just so happened to be in the car. See, see, see. My mom wasn't speeding. Nothing. She was just driving because she was looking for the place that she didn't know what the address was. Oh. So, like, it, it's set up for people to go right back. Like, my uncle was just sitting in the back seat. Like, I, I don't understand what. And it's not like they don't know this. I honestly, I mean, because that's what they was talking about in 13th how corporations make money off of keeping people in jail Mm -hmm. so it's like they know what they're doing and i feel like they i feel like they honestly create all of these rules and regulations and policies to keep people in jail and to keep a specific person in jail and just to make sure that the corporations make their money yeah i i find it i find it very odd that same thing with public school like they make money based off how many students are in class that day. I find it odd that prison and school makes the money that way. Mm-hmm. So like, I I I don't know when it comes to the public school system, it's kind of like going to prison. Like there's metal detectors, there's exactly armed security guards. Which, by the way, if these urban not not urban these um suburban suburban schools. Maybe they should look into having Security. some of the same, yeah, some of the same um, operations that the public school has. Like, you don't see shootings in public schools. Hell no, you never gonna see a shooting in no public school. Because most likely, with these some of these public schools, like, there's a police department right around the corner. Hell yeah. And then you have cops you got waiting security outside. at the school. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes not even like security guards. You have police officers on securing, campus. like just on campus. But with these suburban schools, oh no, that's not where it happens. Because I remember when the Parkland uh, shooting happened, parents were saying like this is like the safest neighborhood in America. Well, y'all got 17 dead kids, so it can't be that safe, right? Because to be honest. When Carter gets older and he goes to a public school, I'm honestly not worried about him getting shot up at a, at a public school. So you have to kind of weigh what's more important, your child's life or your child's education. And that is so messed up. Yeah. Because it shouldn't, you shouldn't have to, oh gosh. 
you shouldn't have to worry about these. You, that that shouldn't be a issue. You shouldn't have to choose right. between I want my child to have a really good education, but I also want my child to come home having a great education. That's so messed up. Yeah, I, it's like I can't imagine. Like I can't imagine what like. Even for some of those parents that were like calling their kids and then their kids weren't answering because mm-hmm. like they weren't answering the phone because like we don't want the shooter to hear our phone ringing, mm-hmm. so they would like turn their phone off and everything. I can't imagine sending your kid to school that morning and then later on in the afternoon hearing that somebody shooting up your school. So now you're just waiting to see if they're it's either. Yeah, man. But that's I mean I mean to me that's just that happens in suburbia. Like people are worried about. Oh, rap music or exactly like, ruining these like kids Wrong and all. damn thing. Yeah, it's like that's not it. So, so what what's your take on guns then? Um, I honestly feel like guns aren't the problem because I honestly I feel like we all I feel like I have the right to bear arms, and I know that. There, the, I know that there isn't one way to defend yourself. Like you know, you can fight, punch somebody, shit, kickboxing, archery, so many different things you can take up for self-defense. And guns just so happen to be another case. Um, but I feel like there really isn't a right way to try to determine gun safety like you can't make someone take a psychological test to see oh well you can get a gun but you can't get a gun like to an extent you can but you can't mm-hmm. because I feel like we're all capable of hitting a breaking point where you know so somebody snap and they real pissed off and they want to go shoot some shit they can go shoot some shit yeah um but to eliminate that issue altogether you can't just take it away take them all away and make it illegal you know what did you guys need help finding anything today? Okay. Um, but I hey, guess um, the only thing that worked though. Hey, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. Oh, it's okay. Uh, y'all ain't got like bucks, uh, like the, like these type of jackets, but bucks. He's gonna show you.
still burning. I am. I didn't, I didn't pause it. I just want to keep talking.